and I welcome you to What's New. We continue today in Acts chapter 12, moving on to verses 6 through 11. In the opening verses of this chapter, Luke tells us that the government was now involved in the persecution of the church. King Herod had James, the brother of John, killed and had Peter arrested and put into prison. He intended to kill him after the Feast of Unleavened Bread. He assigned four squads, one company of four soldiers for each of the four watches of the night to guard Peter while he was in prison. He really put Peter under guard. Perhaps he suspected that someone may attempt to deliver Peter. Luke tells us in verse 5 that while Peter was in prison, the church was earnestly praying to God for him. Now we come to verses 6 through 11 and Luke's account of what happened next. And he writes, The night before Peter was to be executed, he was asleep, double chained between two soldiers with others standing guard before the prison gate, when suddenly there was a light in the cell and an angel of the Lord stood beside Peter. The angel slapped him on the side to waken him and said, Quick, get up and the chains fell off his wrists. Then the angel told him, Get dressed and put on your shoes. And he did. Now put on your coat and follow me, the angel ordered. So Peter left the cell following the angel. But all the time he thought it was a dream or a vision and didn't believe it was really happening. They passed the first and second cell blocks and came to the iron gate to the street and is opened to them of its own accord. So they passed through and walked along together for a block, and then the angel left him. Peter finally realized what had happened. It's really true, he said to himself. The Lord has sent his angel and saved me from Herod and from what the Jews were hoping to do to me. The love of God is great far tongue or pen can ever tell it goes beyond the highest star and reaches to the lowest hell the guilty pair bowed down with care God gave his son to win his erring child he reconciled and pardoned from his sin. O love of God, how rich and pure, how measureless and strong, it shall forevermore endure the saints and angels' song. O love of God, how rich and pure, how measureless and strong, it shall forevermore endure, the saints and angels.
Herod certainly had enough guards to keep Peter in prison. Apparently, they had expected something like this to happen. It was these people that had been embarrassed at the resurrection of Christ, and they do not intend to let something like that happen to them again. So they more than double the guards. But the church in Jerusalem is praying, and the power of prayer is far greater than the power of Herod. Now, here to bring us our study is Pastor Henry Harder. Does prayer really make a difference? Does God respond to prayer? Peter was imprisoned by King Herod, perhaps in the fortress of Antonia in Jerusalem. He had been there for seven days during the Feast of Unleavened Bread. But the church was earnestly praying for him. Now hear what happens from the pen of Luke as he records it in Acts 12. The night before Herod was to bring him to trial, Peter was sleeping between two soldiers bound with two chains, and sentries stood guard at the entrance. Suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared, and a light shone in the cell. He struck Peter on the side and woke him. Quick, get up, he said, and the chains fell off Peter's wrists. Then the angel said to him, Put on your clothes and sandals, and Peter did so. Wrap your cloak around you and follow me, the angel told Peter. Peter followed him out of the prison, but he had no idea that what the angel was doing was really happening. He thought he was seeing a vision. They passed the first and second guards and came to the iron gate leading to the city. It opened for them by itself, and they went through. When they had walked the length of one street, suddenly the angel left him. Then Peter came to himself and said, Now I know without a doubt that the Lord sent his angel and rescued me from Herod's clutches and from everything the Jewish people were anticipating. This is a very revealing account. We need to ask several questions of this account. First, why was Peter chained to two soldiers? And why were two more assigned to guard the cell door? Of course, since Peter had escaped before, perhaps Herod wanted to make sure that wouldn't happen this time. But perhaps there is another reason. Perhaps God wanted the church to realize that if Peter would be freed, it would have to be clearly an act of God. The chains and the guards were like the water that Elijah poured over the offering on Carmel. No fire could consume that soaked dead animal. Here Peter was chained and guarded. No doubt that was an affliction and aggravation for him. But as one writer put it, the very circumstances that seem to aggravate our affliction are there to enhance the blessing. The church could not escape the conclusion that God released Peter in answer to their prayer. Perhaps believers are sometimes led by God into circumstances so severe that to be extricated from them can only be by God's hand. He shuts us up to the eternal. That way, God's triumph is greater. A second question. We read chapter 12, and we are told that James, the son of Zebedee, was beheaded. God allowed Herod to do that. We read on and note that God allowed Peter to live. Why did James die and Peter live? Why are some spared and others who are equally dedicated not? Or, to put it another way, why do bad things happen to good people? 
while to other equally good people those bad things don't happen. Why did James die and Peter live? The best answer I can give is that we have to leave that to the wisdom of God. Matthew's comment is appropriate here. He said, even so it seems good in your sight. When the writer of the book of Hebrews recorded the list of the heroes of faith in that 11th chapter, he wrote that some escaped the edge of the sword. Others were put to death by the sword. Why? They were all people who were commended for their faith. They all believed God. Some died, some lived. Lord, even so it seems good in your sight. Trust God to do all things right. A third question of this account of Peter's escape from prison. What did God do to facilitate the escape, and what was Peter required to do? God took care of the guards, the chains, and the locked gates. God didn't require sleeping pills to keep the guards asleep, nor wire cutters to snap the chains, nor keys to open the gates. He had resources of which we don't know and which we couldn't understand. He has angels who can manipulate material things in our dimension. So God took care of the soldiers, the chains, and the locked gates. It's interesting, though, that the angel said to Peter, Put on your clothes and sandals. Wrap your cloak around you and follow me. When Peter and the angel got past the guards and the gates and had walked the length of one street, then the angel disappeared and Peter was on his own. Peter had to get dressed and walk. The angel didn't just zap him out of prison. There were some things he was asked to do. Evidently, God asks us to do what we can. He expects that but he will do what we can't. We are in his care.
What's New is a radio production of Creative Encounters. Our mailing address is Post Office Box 848, Chapter California, 93263, USA.